Welcome to the Whiskey Sippers Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Steve. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about and sipping on moonshine. Moonshine. Moonshiners. Boom, boom, boom. I just made Some that up. Sweet Mountain Dew. Oh, the white lightning. Mm-mm-mm. Which is not to be confused with riding the lightning. What's that? Ride the lightning? Yeah. You know, electric chair? Is that like, oh. Green Mile? I was going to say like uh You done going to ride the lightning, boy. <laughs> Remember I thought you were talking about a Dio song or something. <laughs> Holy diver. Ride the lightning. <laughs> Neon tiger. Ride my lightning. Velvet revolver. Ride my lightning. <laughs> I want a band like that. All I got to say is the same thing. I have to remember much oh, to say the same thing over and over. That would be so great. It would be awesome. Yeah. So welcome. Welcome yeah. to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I'm welcome. Steve. I'm Dave. <laughs> oh, wait, we did that already. I feel, strangely feel like we did this part already. Yeah. Whew. I know. Whew. We're here. We are. We made it. We did. Part five <laughs> of our Prohibition series. Prohibition. This may be it. Yeah. This may be the end. I think it is, actually. Yeah, I, think we're, I think we're done. We're done here. This is it. Pardon the me. ending. Yes. Um. For those that don't know, by the way, that burp smelled fantastic. Yeah, it was amazing. It was uh, barky, barky, smoky, smoky, sweet. Mm. We had ribs. <laughs> that one too. So it's spring. That mm-hmm. means I busted out my smoker, and I mm. smoked my first rack of ribs. Oh, baby backs! No rack of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Get in my belly! Get in my belly! You rack of ribs. So good. Dave made like a loaf. Of cornbread. Oh, God. I don't know. What do you call a whole thing of cornbread? I made like a cornbread pound cake. <laughs> and we ate the whole thing. And we had country country uh, baked beans. Oh, mm, Jesus. I'm so going to be farting like a champ later. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, honey, you want to... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. So part five, mm-hmm. we will be discussing our moonshining. We will. Um, which, which I looked something up. It does not mean... When you run bare ass across a neighbor's yard, <laughs> jumping into their pool in the middle of the night. Hey, honey. Hey. <laughs> of course you found You're something. streaking. We're going up through the quad to the gymnasium. Who's streaking? There's, there's more coming. Frank, <laughs> get in the car. Think Everybody's open? doing it. Now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell me you or and or I have not been that drunk at one point in our lives. Yeah, probably together many, many times. Um, I might not have had a conversation like that with my wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's what something that's what came up in Urban Dictionary. Moonshining mm-hmm. is oh, like really? running naked. It's that's like a stupid. Straight, it, well, that's what it came up. So, oh, whatever. That's because you looked at the Urban Dictionary. Well, I wanted to come up with the the term, the definition. Yeah, but the Urban Dictionary. Well, I didn't know how to spell Britannica. Let me ask. It is. Let me or, ask you this. Yes. Okay, I'm going to put this theory to bed. Okay. You'll never research the Urban Dictionary again to get the true definition. Okay. What do you think the definition in the Urban Dictionary is of a boner? Like an erection? See? That's what the Urban Dictionary says, correct? My exquisite erection. So, what do you think the Urban Dictionary says definition of a boner? I don't even, I don't know. Obviously, it's a boner, right? Yeah, However, boner boner. in Merriam-Webster is a mistake. I've made a boner. That's what a boner is. It's a mistake. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. Same thing as, what do you think the Urban Dictionary defines faggot as? We all know what that is, but a faggot is a bundle of kindling wood. That's what the yeah. definition of it is. So the Urban Dictionary. Which is where the Brits come up with the- uh, A bang for my fag. 
Like they're cigarettes. They call yeah, them fags. because it's a bundle. And a light is a, fa- a bang. It's more so. appropriate, right? Well, I guess. I, I'd use it. But I mean. That's if I smoked. Yeah, but I mean, they, they, they everybody out there is see you next Tuesday as well. So, I mean, it's, that's So, like do they really say come. bang a fag? Yeah. You have a bang for my fag? Yeah, you have a bang for my fag? Well, the Brits use a lot of cool words cool? that we are not that's allowed cool? to. cool? Well, I wouldn't say that, but the inappropriate words that we can't say. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's Especially I mean. like from Liverpool and stuff like yeah. that. They're like the you get to just yell random cuss yeah. words. They're and like, it's like, oh like, hey, how's it going? Hey Jerry, how you doing? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> hi George, I'll cut ya. Yeah. Whoa, wait a minute. What was that? That's my buddy. Hey, that's, that's my friend. Yeah, yeah, it's like all right. Well, yeah. hey, good to see you too. How's the kids? <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, them little cunts are doing well too. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. they're growing up quick. I didn't know we could say that. Yes. That's that's what I mean. Okay. They can just use whatever they want. We made that really long winded. (laughs) No one's offended. No, they're not. Not like they are here. Jeez. So. Just calling Jerry Jerry would offend somebody here. (laughs) Is that not okay? I can't go say Jerry. Is that a bad word? I think you should just call Jerry J. Oh, yeah. But not J with any one gender specific inclination or assumption. Just the, the letter J. Like Prince. It's just symbol. <laughs> so how do you say that? So what do they what do they call Prince when he was just the symbol? They call him you not born. Like how do you like if you put that in your like Google whatever speak thing, what what does it sound like? It would sound like 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 uh uh like Beldar from the Coneheads. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> So great. <laughs> Let's put this in the Google computer and see. What yeah, it I want to. I kind of want to like I Google that. Eldar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to see what word. Did it just say Prince? Yeah, yeah right, or maybe it says Prince. Maybe it's like, like a weird. Maybe he like, can be called Prince, or or he could. <laughs> Past tense. Yeah, anymore. <laughs> I mean, I guess he still could. He's not going to do anything. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> Call him whatever sorry. you want now. Yeah. <laughs> What's he going to do? Beat you in basketball? Yeah, he was a very. Ta- we know we could do a whole episode on Prince. Oh, he was like extremely how talented. Talented. How much music he wrote. He played like every instrument. He beat Dave Chappelle in basketball. Yeah. Blouses. Charlie Blouses Murphy. In, Charlie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> in like a pair of uh, high heels. Wear shirts or skins. Game. Game. Blouses. <laughs> and then he made them pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right, anyways, we're way off topic. We are way, yeah, way off. Yeah. I'm having fun. We're like almost um, 10 minutes off topic. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, we don't know. Moonshine. Mm-hmm. The definition. <laughs> the defamation of moonshine is. Is what we just said. Is, is what, what we, we just, just said. said. All right. Oh. <clears throat> Basically making and selling illegal alcohol is moonshining. Okay. That's all. And we have a exquisite few examples in front of us. We have uh, Buffalo Trace's White Dog. The White Dog. We have an actual bottle of Tennessee moonshine. Mm-hmm. I don't know where about. I want to say East Tennessee, but it's probably around the Nashville region. Uh, came in like the little cool-looking mason jar. Mm-hmm. And then we have... The infamous Popcorn Sutton's Triple X Tennessee White Lightning whiskey. I'm looking forward. Like to a it. long name. There's a lot to. There's a lot to say on this. Yeah, there is. There's a lot to say about it too. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. uh, I think after our diversion, we should just go right into some drinking. I like it. But I think I need to make a few points before we actually drink some moonshine, because most people will say that like moonshine is like super strong, like super high proofed. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, um, what's the term? It's not cut. 
filtered. It's not aged or anything. So A, it's going to taste like gasoline, hairspray, or like rubbing alcohol, like really awful. Mm -hmm. But like a good moonshine should taste really, like really well. It's just, it's not going to have, it's kind of like a, hey, just a heads up. It's not going to have the complexity of like all the bourbons that we have. Especially don't have any charred oak. You don't have anything in the flavor other than what's off the still. No, it's not finished in a, you know, rum or wine cask or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's straight off the still. Yep. Um, it's usually cut down a little bit because, you know, off the still, it is pretty high proof. It's like what? 140 or something like that. Oh, it's like 180 proof. 180. Wow. It's probably 90% by volume, if not a hundred, wow. might be over almost 200 proof. So I don't know. Is that like, I, I looked around, I didn't really see if that was like a thing. Like, I think if you bought like real moonshine, I'm not sure if they would give you like such high proof. I think they still cut it down a little bit to make it drinkable a lot of the moonshine when they mix it with fruit and whatever else yeah <clears throat> the moisture content the fruit cuts the, the alcohol yeah which then lowers the proof and, as well and uh i mean we're gonna, we'll get into that more towards the end of talking about like the different types of moonshine and how they make it and mm -hmm. stuff like that we'll we'll get into that but uh yeah so this this isn't going to make you go blind it shouldn't be super awful uh i think especially the commercial versions that we have like the buffalo trace and the popcorn sons should be pretty darn good I i've had a popcorn son i love it it's it's a good drink for me mm -hmm. when i'm in the mood for that um Some i want to see what you think oh yeah, I, lo I look forward to trying it I've uh, never we tried. had two bottles of moonshine one was sitting for a while we cracked it open and i think we split it mm -hmm. and then i think when we sealed it it didn't seal that well so i think it oxidized or something weird it smelled kind of vinegary it smelled pretty awful so we're gonna like all right we're gonna go and get the second ones yeah. so all right so let's get into our first uh whiskey pick buffalo traces white dog classification it's a moonshine mm -hmm. owned by the sazerac company distilled at buffalo trace distillery it's an ongoing release uh what are they like 20 bucks 30 bucks for a 375 something like that, oh, 20 bucks yeah it's like like uh 18 dollars 15 18 bucks yeah not too bad. So this is a 114 proof. Uh, the one that we have here is there's three different versions. They have a mash bill number one. They have a weeded mash and something else. I can't think off the top of my head. Uh, they have a third one. We have the weeded mash, which is uh, this is. So this is like the baby version of like Weller Special Reserve or the Antique 107. Well, so sad. Do you see that movie? Which one? They'd shoot him at the end. It was so sad. Oh, Old Weller? Yeah. <laughs> it was, God. Yeah, it was, it was just, pretty sad. You know what? I watched it as a kid and I refused to watch it again. It was sad. I can't. I just, I can't watch yeah, it. I just, <clears throat> I can't. I, I don't want to go through those emotions again. No. Poor Weller. Yeah. <laughs> Old Weller. Old Yeller, did I get a call from Tony? Oh, yeah. He, uh, he left a message. I forgot to tell oh, you. God. Is it That's on the machine? It. I erased it. Just like it. this. The real. All right. Out back. No, Ma. Yeller's my dog. <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, come on. He'll call back. <laughs> That's so great. That's how the movie actually ended. Um, was that was the original ending? <laughs> was that a... And then did family, Lassie go family, and find him? Family guy. Yeah. It was in the well. You know why they called her Lassie? <laughs> why? You ever see Porky? Never mind. No. Oh. So, the white dog. So, oh, yeah. And Same so, a, a very aged version of this, like 1215, that ends up being like Pappy. Really? And I think uh, the William Weller, mm -hmm. one of the fancy bottle. When we can't, you know, if someone wants to send us, we'll we'll try it. Oh, absolutely. 
uninterested otherwise. So some E.H. Taylor Warehouse C. Yeah. <laughs> Same as Warehouse B. It's a different label. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just tough. So just that storm went around it. Um, in case people haven't seen it, you and I have the documentary, uh, Neat, The mm-hmm. History of Bourbon. Yeah. And there's a gentleman, I can't remember his name. He's um, like a third generation master distiller Jimmy. of Buffalo Trace distiller. Is it Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Steve. Great guy. And um, he does tours. And he has a tour of people that um, he has the white dog out. And then he has the finished product next to it. But he explains and teaches them how Which the old finished project pro, uh, product did he have? Was it the Weller? Mm-hmm. I think, no, it's just the Buffalo Trace. Oh, okay. He okay. has the okay. white dog, and then okay, he has so the maybe Buffalo he Trace had like bourbon. the mash bill number mm-hmm. one or something like that. I just pulled the weeded ones. That's why. So, so he shows uh, the people the way that the moonshiners used to, you know, when you'd give a moonshine, hey, I just made this, came off my still, they would say, well, I don't, I want to make sure that it's the real thing. So I took that clip from that, that, uh, is this movie. what you were showing me like last yeah. week? And okay, I thought it was really cool. interesting, so I was going to play it. So yeah. it's only that's like neat. a minute or two long, so check this out. It's, it's really pretty cool. This is your white dog, Everclear, Georgia Moon, White Lightning. And this is what goes into the barrel, and this is what the settlers used to drink back in the day. Got it? Word on the street, if you haven't been dead more than two weeks, this will bring you back. Okay, now, <laughs> you're going to cup your hand like this. I, I want you to smell of it. You'll notice it smells very soft and buttery to the nose. Now, I want you to smack your hands together. Smack them. Rub them real briskly. Now, cup and smell them again. Really strong of alcohol now, right? So now the dog is awake, okay? (laughs) All right? I know the strength of this whiskey. Let them breathe. Let them breathe, all right? When I say Hillshire, you say farm. (laughs) When I say bourbon, you say corn. Smack your hands again. Rub them real briskly. Cup, smell them again. Corn. How about that? What's the dominant grade in bourbon? Dottie? Corn. Exactly. And if this had been straight rye whiskey, it would have smelled like rye. If it had been scotch, it would have smelled like barley. I now know the strength of your whiskey and the dominant grain you've used to make it with. Let them breathe again. Fly, my friends. Be free. Let them breathe. Smack them again. Rub them real briskly. Cup, smell them again. Now they smell like bread, like yeast. So now I know the strength, I know the dominant grain, and I know the kind of yeast that you use. So that's the way the old moonshiners found out about whiskey before they ever let it touch their lips. I just thought that was really wild. That was some sorcery. And you know what? If you ever buy a bottle of the White Dog from Buffalo Trace and you do just that, you will smell every one of those smells. It is amazing at how... The different components of that distillate come through each time you give some friction to your hands. and It's amazing. So, I was doing that as he was yeah, Steve was doing walking it us as through. The guy it was like, like 100% yeah. on the money. Like, that's what it smelled. It's pretty damn wild. I was licking my hands. <laughs> Steve's like, oh, give us more. <laughs> Should we try this? Yeah, let's try it. Let's do it. So you can find this around. So this is this is available. Yes, it is. Cheers. Cheers. Hey oh. <laughs> It's party time. Hey-o. Hey-o. Smells just like corn. Corn. Corn, corn all day. Corn. <laughs> Where's that from? I don't know. Corn. Remember Scooby Doo? The ghost. Really? Coin. He was looking for some coin. Corn. <laughs> Sorry. That's not the guy at Ace Hardware. <laughs> Pulls <laughs> off his mask. 
I would have pulled it off. It wasn't for those meddling kids. Whoo. Ah. <laughs> oh. Ah. It takes forever to go down. <laughs> Sha. Sha. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> hot. 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 <laughs> oh, it's actually. Uh, I wouldn't say it's hot. It's it was not like. Hot. It's uh, It's nutty. Corn. Or what are you talking about? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> It's very we got nutty. a few things going yeah. on here. <laughs> yeah, it is very. Um, I mean, the corn is overwhelming. It's really. It it's smells very buttery. It does it, smell buttery. Yeah, like buttery. It's got the sweetness. It's like movie popcorn. Yeah, but then you drink it, and the whole gasoline properties it, come. To but play. it was like it was like a long finish going very down. Very long finish. Yeah. But you still get corn, like the aftertaste of corn, even yeah. after you're done. It's still corn on your palate, overwhelmingly. Yeah, it's thick. Yeah. On the palate. On the palate. <laughs> <laughs> Pre- Stupid. Yeah, Preparation H feels good on the whole. <laughs> That's quite nice. It is nice. Um, second second mm. dose, I'm getting a lot of pepper. And I'm getting um, something else. I'm getting like a yeast. A little tiny bit floral. Kind I'm, of a little bit of a floral, I'm like get, flowers. Okay. That's where the I'm getting like in. a bread yeast, like almost some, like a sourdough. It's very sour with some pepper. Shower will cure that. Yeah, well. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take charge and be like, if baby, you, baby, you, you got to clean yourself. If you put so much powder on it, eventually you will make bread. <laughs> Does powder make bread? I mean, if you put flour on, maybe if you put cornstarch on, I mean, that's just bread. what. If you put back corn, in Nam, back in Nam, if my, you, my drill sergeant said, "Men, <laughs> if you put the cornstarch on your sweaty balls, you're gonna get a loaf of cornbread in your skivvies." Pretty much, that'd be a good experiment to do. You know what I experiment that we were it. going to do back in the days of me and Josh, way back in the beginning? What? He was going to dunk his balls in soy sauce and see if he tasted it. Because there's this urban legend that if you dunk your nuts in soy sauce, you'll taste soy sauce. Is it just soy or is there other? I th- can my, can I my balls soy. taste other things? I don't know, but I, I got to find out. I've never dipped my balls I mean, in soy, but we were going to do it. We never did. If you've been out in the field, like hunting or something, working construction in the middle of summer, mm-hmm. and you're all hot and sweaty and nasty, I mean, do you taste anything different? No, but you never... So, just because if it's in soy sauce, doesn't... You dunking your balls in soy sauce? I don't know. Maybe it's the soy I sauce. I haven't personally dunked my balls in soy sauce. But we, I mean, so, what about some marinara? I don't know if I want to dip my balls in it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this white dog's delicious. I'm going to put my left nut in my glass and swoosh it around. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm I mean, saying. it's a bit nutty. But we, we, should, we should try the balls in the soy sauce thing. See this glass? Yes. There are many glasses like this. This one is this mine. This one is mine. <laughs> so don't touch don't my glass. Don't touch my glass. <laughs> oh, I know where you're going with this one. This is really, this is good. I like it. I could actually sip on this a little bit. You know, a uh, white whiskey is really good in the summertime with some ice. So chill it quite a bit, and it's, it's very enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Like, I could sip on this with a little bit of ice, a couple ice cubes. Let's go into our next drink. All right, fine. This one is our <laughs> real moonshine that hails from the hills of Tennessee. 
Is this uh But I think this is the flavored one. Okay. Because this one is colored. So I'm I'm assuming it's Oh, yeah, it smells almost Woo! it smells almost uh like medicinal. Does it turmeric? <laughs> smells like medicinal. You know it smell it almost smells like a like a cognac kind of. Doesn't smell like moonshine. I'm getting uh yeah, very medicinal. Um, I'm trying to something sweet like, like a, that, like that Benedictine we opened up when I raided my dad's liquor okay. cabinet. Remember, we're like, yeah. oh, it's like cough syrup. It's kind of get that. It's but not I'm like getting cough syrup, but um, it's that type of. I'm getting a brown sugar. Brown sugar, how come you taste so good? Sweet brown, <laughs> sweet brown. I said, Oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Then I ran. I grabbed my <laughs> shoes or nothing, Lord Jesus. I just ran for my I'm life. Taking a sip. Then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. How is it? Good? Steve's pursing his lips. He's looking intently at the glass. He's forming an opinion. I smell smoke. Tastes exactly with the way it smells. Really? Yeah. Thick. Do you like the way it tastes? Oh, you go try it. He's scared. Don't be scared. Take a big swig. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. It's like old apples and balls. Nope. Nuts. It's almost borderline Very licorice type of. Yeah. I'm not a fan. That is. Ah. Mm. Do not like that, Sam. I am. Ah, tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a Rammstein. <laughs> oh. I do host. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of that. Do host. Oh, Mish. Got, yeah. Moonshine. Moon, du hast Moonshine. Is this, what is this? That was bad. Oh, this was my white dog. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now I got the, the big dog right here. So they don't make this anymore. He's dead. This is my last bet. John Lennon bourbon. Popcorn Sutton, triple X, Tennessee, white whiskey. I thought it was called White Lightning for the longest time because that's what they call mm-hmm. Moonshine. A couple different names like Shine, Moonshine, White Lightning, Mountain Dew. I think this one was yours. It's empty. No, this one's mine. Whatever the empty oh, one is. This would be your popcorn Sutton glass. That's this your is, popcorn. This, this is my, oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> Whatever. There's so many glasses. You have two glasses. There's so many glasses. Two of them are full, <laughs> and then your third empty one no, is empty. My first full one is no longer full. My third one is now full. My second one will remain full because I'm not yeah. a fan. God, that is all. I, that is, <clears throat> let me get some of that. It's not, uh, not my favorite. I need to brush my teeth after that. Yeah, right? I feel like I had, took like Vicks Formula 44. <gasps> what is that? So. What is that? It's moonshine. <gasps> So Popcorn sentence. Cap on your mason jar? It is. So. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. Whiskey okay. in the jar. Hold on. Pause for the Metallica break. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm good. I'm good. Um, oh, yeah. Moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Wow. That's all he does. That's, yeah. But he, but he does a great job at it. I know. It's true. Well, uh, what's your favorite uh, Metallica song? Hmm. I don't know. Okay. You have to give me a second to think about it. All right.
There's just so many of them. Oh, God. Where do you even go? For whom the bell tolls uh, is great. For whom the bell tolls, but my favorite is uh, it's not the Wanderer. That's Dion. It's uh, one. No, no, with the one where he goes through the desert and shit, and uh, wherever I may roam. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite. Metallica that's a good one. Tents. Yeah. Um, what else am I thinking? You know the song with the with the orchestra, like the S and M or nothing whatever else matters. No, nothing else does matter, Dave. When I'm with that, you. That, oh, I know. When he had the San Francisco Orchestra, they did like this great song. I've That's never, a really good one. I've never been a huge Metallica fan, so I don't. Know. I'm a big, big Metallica. Like I listen to him, and I'm like, oh, it's Metallica, but I don't yeah. know. Like a lot of the songs, like, oh, I don't know the name. Like of I did a deep it. dive recently, and it's just like the more I listen, I was like, man, they like they have like 30, 40 like really good songs. You know, who I've been listening to a lot lately like that is the Killers. They're great. We were just jamming out to them. Yeah, I I love them. Just goes so anyway, live. Okay, anyways, uh, let's talk about this popcorn. Popcorn Sons. Popcorn Bob. So this is a moonshine. This is not considered a Tennessee whiskey, even though if it does say Tennessee white whiskey, uh, I guess that's where they get away with it. Okay. Because it's not charcoal filtered. It's not aged, so it can't be considered a Tennessee whiskey. And we can get into the argument about well, what means bourbon, blah, blah, blah. You know, doesn't mm-hmm. have to be in Kentucky. Liars. Uh, the company is Popcorn Sons Distillery. This particular one was made in Popcorn Sons Distillery in Nashville, Tennessee. And this is the last bottle on the face of the earth. So this mm. is it. So, so Mashville, there's no information on that. No effing clue. No one really knows. It's a, it's a mystery. It's got to be a lot of corn, a lot of sugar. I think on the bottle, it does say mash of grain and sugar. Yes, it does say that. So this is a baby white. It's 93 proof. So not not super strong. Well, we're going to see. Should we give it a shot? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Not much on the nose at all. No. <clears throat> no, the other ones had a lot oh, more man. going on in the nose. Yeah. Like with the, the, the sourdough type stuff and the... Not much on the nose with this one. Ethanol. That's all I'm really getting. Eth- yeah. Like, no, I'm not even getting that. I'm getting hardly anything. I'm going to give it a sip. You already am going in. Yeah, do it. I'm going in for the kill. Here we go. He looks perplexed. No, and I could I could definitely see being out in the middle of the woods under the moonlight and sipping on this. Yeah, that's good stuff. There's nothing overwhelming about it. It's just smooth. As smooth as all, uh, yes, smooth as all. Like there is no burn, no kick, no. Um, I'm tasting like cotton candy all day. Yes, sweet sweet on the tongue. A little bit fruity, but not overwhelmingly sweet. No, it's not complex. It's simple. It's just a straight dive. The the flavor's gone quick. mm -hmm. It doesn't linger like the other one. Oh, I like it a lot. It's nice. I'm getting. I'm saying I've I haven't had this in a while. Never had. But years ago, I, I drank quite a bit of it, um, and I used to have it with a, a big rock of ice and a mm. glass in the middle of the summer and just sit on the couch and sip it, and it was, it was like kettle corn is what mm. I tasted. <clears throat> this one, I'm really getting a lot of... It's cotton candy all day to me. Mm. Like kind of like the almost that fruity tones of the cotton candy with sweetness. Yeah. I don't get as much as the corn as, a, as what I no, imagined I did before. No, corn as you would think you no. would have. No, or the, or like the uh, the white dog, 
that one was like a lot of corn. Mm-hmm. This one, not as much. So, yeah. Getting like raspberry at the end. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Raspberry. Raspberry. That's what I get. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Give me raspberry, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> Wait, do that again? What? Uh, raspberry. <laughs> that was like the weirdest noise. <laughs> Almost sounded like a fart. Yeah, like he shit himself. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yes. Go so ahead. this is the last of this mason jar of popcorn Sutton. So if anyone ha- can find a bottle, um, send it to me. Send it off. I freaking need it. I love it. This is a solid staple in my shelf. I like it. All right. So should we get into it? Into the into the into the nuts and bolts. The nuts and bolts. How about just into the nuts? Oh, we get into the let's nuts. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's let's talk about the moonshiners. Yeah. So, the history of moonshine. Oh, hello. Yeah, this is the moonshiners show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's what well, you did there. Yes. Yeah. So as we know, it's alcohol. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Alcohol has been produced for thousands of years, and you know, before the distillery, booze was made at home, right? Mm-hmm. You know, even before the bathtub or the toilet in jails. Remember, like, isn't that where they make it in jails? Like, <clears throat> no, in jails they make it in garbage bags. Garbage? I don't know. I've never been in jail. Yeah. I, thought made, I thought they made it in toilets. They get like apples and sugar and whatever, and they ferment it in garbage bags, and then it, that's why they call garbage like garbage can punch or whatever. Oh, okay. The jail hooch. Yeah, I mean. You gotta make it. I mean, it's essentially, you know, God's sweet nectar, and it says, you know, every culture needs like their own That's like version not of something. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you were gonna say that. <laughs> you knew it's coming. Um, you know, like every culture has their own version of like moonshine, depending mm-hmm. on like what product. Like what grain is available or what fruits available, because that's a that's a big thing with moonshine is like apples or peaches or pears. It almost like a brandy. pumpkin pie. It's just like an unaged, you know, alcohol. Well, yeah, and you can make it out of anything. It doesn't have to be out of corn. It doesn't have to be out of grain, but uh, something that can depending on what country you're in, they ferment. might have. Yeah, they may you know whatever grain they have to make it from. Yeah, dead bodies, whatever. <laughs> Who says corpses don't make good whiskey? Yeah. Possums, <laughs> roadkill, still juicy. Oh put it in a man, could you imagine? Oh my god! So digging down to find the history of it, uh, I found out that America, the American government, was one of the first major governments, if not the first or one of the only in the world to tax and control the alcohol industry. Ooh. So this is uh, where the moonshine movement kind of, kind of the industry started. That being said, uh, it's kind of a, an elusive process to to find like any real history, any like story behind there because you know it's it's hidden it's so by nature. Yeah, yeah. So it's like moonshine is like you know the man saying we can't do it, so we're going to do it anyway. So most people don't really write their story. They're not advertising that they're you know making and selling it because it was highly illegal. Well, <clears throat> one would think that. I mean, given the fact that. The, the guys who made the moonshine, the moonshiners themselves, would work out in the woods with no torches, no lanterns, just by the light of the moon so yep. that the police wouldn't see them from the road, wouldn't catch them, which is how they got their name, moonshiners. Yep. Um, you would think that 
they wouldn't want anyone to know who they were or their story, and the people they supplied wouldn't tell anybody their story or who they were. Yeah, it was so it really makes sense that there's not much told. It was word of mouth as far as getting it, but it wasn't like, "Hey, Joe's got it." You know, it was just, "Hey, yeah. I know a guy." Yeah, a I know guy that knows a guy, and it's like, "Give me twenty bucks, I can get you a jug." Yeah, it's yeah. not like you're going to a store. Or you're not, and they're not trying to. They don't want a lot of people to know. They just need to get their product moved. And by the nature of this, kind of what you're saying, like the term moonshine, Mm -hmm. they had to make it in the woods Mm -hmm. underneath the moon without, you know, any light or anything. And nobody could know. They had to move their stills around. They had to stay hidden. They had to have a good water source and they had to have a way to come in and out. Constantly moving. It was like the walking dead with liquor. Hell yeah. (laughs) Gotta stay away from the zombies. So, uh, the history states that the United States started taxing liquor and spirits shortly after the American Revolution. So, it's like, hey, we're a free country and taxes. And it's, so a, we, it's a vice. So, why not make money off it? It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Liquor, cigarettes, tobacco, whatever. I mean, with, with weed being legalized, if you don't think that within another couple of years, you're not going to see exorbitant taxes on marijuana... Same thing. It's a vice. Any vice, the government's going to step in and make as much money as they can off it because they know people are still going to pay it. Well, and the, the so. producers and uh, retailers of weed are already jumping through a ton of hoops because mm-hmm. state and federal different. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard industry right now. Um, so you, the U.S. was struggling to pay off their their bills okay. from the war. So that, like what you're saying, they, they had to find a way to generate some reven- revenue for the government. Because the government was essentially bankrupt mm-hmm. from the from the get go, you know they had to pay right. off the military. Hey, you won the war, we haven't paid you for the last few years. Here's your back pay. Yeah, <clears throat> makes sense. So, um, so that kind of made moonshine like a thing, and even from like the early frontier days of American history, moonshine wasn't really like a hobby. It was like a part time or full time job because there was, you know, as you say, supply and demand. People needed this product. It was a vice. You know, they, they enjoyed it and they needed it. And so they uh, they were able to take, you know, difficult times and they were to take these low-value, like, corn crops and turn them into, like, this high-value whiskey. You Which is awesome. A, you can take a bundle of, of crap crops. I mean, corn, I don't, people don't really understand about, like, America was founded and built off corn. And still to this day. But it's an extremely unprofitable product. Like acres and acres and acres is like pennies on the acre. I understand that it also takes an enormous amount of corn to yield a batch of bourbon. Yeah. Like it's not just like a couple corn cobs get you a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work that way. No, it's it's an, an incredible amount. So I mean, like like maybe a few tons of corn. Like you're drying it in your you're like uh, what's it called? Uh, milling it down mm-hmm. and you know it's like powder. Making sure it's dry, making sure there's no dampness. Make it it's it's a whole whole process. Yeah, and you know, corn is subsidized by the government. Mm-hmm. There's a weird kind of play into that. Like they're paying the corn producers to make corn to sell it for very cheap price because it's, they sell it it's very cheap. But the government is essentially paying that. Are they paying them to keep the cost down? I don't know. Why don't they do the same it's thing? It's kind of a oil. complex economic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Why don't they pay the, the guys in Texas to pump the oil? Yeah, it would <laughs> so make a lot of sense. Alaska. Make a lot of sense. No, we can't do that. It's yeah. Putin but, and then on the other on the other turn, they're taxing this liquor. 
and they're making it illegal to make it. So like this, this weird, like, and it's just, it's like, it's this own little thing. Moonshining. But why don't the people rise up? I mean, didn't they ever like revolt and be like, screw you? They did it in the Revolutionary War with Britain. Why wouldn't they? Um, I think there was, uh, was it the Whiskey Rebellion? Or was it uh, 1791 during Washington's presidency? Oh, really? The, uh, it was a violent, resistant movement. <laughs> First president. Hey, guess what? You got to deal with this. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, because they're just like immediately like, hey, we have a government. We fought this other government because of taxes, and we're going to start collecting taxes. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Off of, like, corn yeah. well, <laughs> and alcohol. We're going to tax you, but you're going to be represented. <laughs> you, can, you can't you can't make it you can't drink it you can't transport it but you're gonna pay taxes on it yeah. okay whatever so george washington led a coalition of thirteen thousand militia troops in western pennsylvania which was the center of the whiskey rebellion to kind of squash it so he so oh, because there was an uprising yeah. because of the liquor tax and prohibition too right they weren't allowing people to to sell it or buy it or whatever oh, correct okay. okay. yeah so it's saying, uh, where is it? Uh, this marked an important point in the U.S. history because it proved that the newly formed country could suppress violent up, uprising. So it's basically saying, like, it legitimizes the the country. Like, we built this country, and now we can keep its people in check is what it proved. It's got a lot. Yeah, Justin Trudeau's doing the same thing. Yep. So it, is it I mean, you know, I had respect for George Washington until he started beating down the liquor mongers. Well, I mean... <clears throat> Like I said, moonshining is just kind of a thing. It's a certain type of people that no matter what happens, no matter what the government does or what laws are passed or any hardships, these are hard people. They're going to say F you to the man, and they're just going to keep pushing. If the man pushes back, they're going to push even harder. Mm. They're going to keep moving their stills. They're going to find a way. I mean, most of the moonshiners were... Eastern Tennessee, North Carolina. Well, the moonshiners took advantage West of the Virginia. situation by creating the, the moonshine. I'm talking about the people that felt that this ain't right, that we want to be, we want some liquor, we want to be able to drink it. Yeah. And then George Washington's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to form a, a militia to, to, to beat you down. Well, wonder nobody else stood up and said, hey. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, Thomas Jefferson was uh, helpful in this situation. What Thomas Jefferson do? Um, I believe he repealed this tax. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because he was... Uh, he was a public supporter. of the. He was Republican Party. Yes. And George Washington was in the Democratic Party, correct? Correct. So that's the, the opposing dueling parties. Bum, bum, bum. So he repealed the tax in the essence of listening to the people, of yep. the people, for the people. Yeah. Well, good for Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, uh, George Washington was just successful because he understood as a military general... Um, wasn't he wasn't he wasn't the best general because he wasn't like a statistician or a, a strategist. Mm-hmm. He understood good rule and order and discipline. He's a good politician. He's a good politician. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson was a man of the people. Well, I was just gonna say that. And you know what? That's what he was known for. In honor of Thomas Jefferson <laughs> oh, being a boy. man of the people. Yes, <clears throat> I would like for you to allow me this thirty seconds to pay homage to this man for repealing the liquor tax. Well, thirty seconds is. More than most people are used to, so. All right. Let's do it. America. America. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Come 
Oh, wow. Thank you. So much America right there. Oh, my God. I don't think you get more America than that. Well, you did send me a video recently of How a awesome eagle was that? with, like, big arms and machine guns, <laughs> and it had the same voice. It was the uh, Trey same Parker song, from yeah. South Park. How was, awesome was that America! Video? And he's, like, shooting guns like tacos. <laughs> Playboy, <laughs> immigrants, <laughs> Disney, <laughs> yeah, immigrants, yeah. Starbucks, yeah. Target, Walmart. It was great. Oh, so God. awesome. Anyway, okay, I'm sorry. Let's move on. Should should we? We should. Okay. All right. Civil War. Yep. During, I, during again. Civil, yeah, again. They, more taxes. They uh, like, hey, have a way to correct. I mean, it's wartime. <sighs> they need more taxes. They need to pay for these things and. Actually, uh, IRS officially cracks down and uh, harshly on the moonshiners, leading to more violent conflicts throughout the country. Figures. Huh. Dickheads. So, uh, during these times, like the Civil War, Whiskey Rebellion, like the moonshiners were portrayed as like local heroes because they were the ones standing against the oppressive government. Mm-hmm. They're the ones saying, hey, they're taking these things away from you. We will help you. We're going to help the common man. You want your booze? We'll give you the booze. Yeah. So it was kind of like a, almost like a mob. Yeah, I mean, they were involved in a mob, so like they had protection. Yeah. The people, you know, like, why do you want to give away your source? No one's going to rat them out. And if you want the booze, you better not give away your source. You're not getting any more booze. Yep. You're going to get on my short list. I want to get that. And then, oh, hello. <laughs> and then, <Wow. laughs> 1920, prohibition. Of course. Yep. The Volstead Act was passed, and... The moonshiner celebrated. So it was kind of an interesting thing. Like now they made it, you know, this is much later on in American history and they made the making, the selling and distribution of alcohol illegal. So you think that would be a bad thing for moonshiners? No, it was a bad thing for like legit distilleries, but the moonshiners were loving it because now all of a sudden they were needed. Oh, every desire. Everything was under the table. They became rich very quick because they already had this illegal operation set up. So overnight, illegal liquor became the most profitable business in America, essentially. And organized crime took them underneath the wing. and oh, absolutely protected them. Moonshiners sprung up all over the place. That's awesome. You know, speakeasies came out, you know, with a whole hidden door, you know. Password. Yep. What was it? <laughs> Banana McFeely. Something. Father McFeely banana hammock. Yeah. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, that didn't last forever. And then. And then prohibition was repealed. Uh, womp, womp, womp. And guess what? The moonshiners were sad. Give me the moonshine anymore. <laughs> oh, Daddy, I want a moonshine. I want a moonshine. You well, can make it. Cause you, make you still can moonshine. You're just going to make, you know, instead of 100 bucks a bottle, you're going to make 10 bucks a bottle because people can get it everywhere now. Yeah. And, you know, the quality is not the same when you, you're competing, essentially competing against these massive distilleries that had. You know, good quality bourbon, whiskey. You didn't need moonshine anymore. Yeah, they had a, the ability to to warehouse and to um, age the product and make a better product rather than these guys stealing water from a creek in the backwoods of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Shipping it in their trucks. So, yeah. Moonshine still available now. Kind of like we tried that one awful one. Um, this last one was good. I would really like to try some real moonshine that's good. 
Oh, yeah. This that was not good. The popcorn sucks. Popcorn's amazing. We should mix them all together. Oh, yeah. Like trash can, trash can punch. So the interesting thing about moonshine and the making of alcohol is just how illegal it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's still being made today, but it's just, it's a felony. It's a pretty big crime. Isn't it only a felony if it's it's not for private consumption? Can't you distill your own alcohol if, as long as you're drinking it? You just can't sell it. Not in New York State. <clears throat> really? Yeah, I looked it up. I, I didn't know that. Um, of course. This is like a while ago, so this isn't like new research, but I, I looked it up because I have a buddy in Tennessee that was sent it he, years ago. He, you know, I think he's, yeah, he's the one that sent me this, the, the moonshine. Um, he was making his own still. And I don't think it's legal there either. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's, it's not legal here. I, I think it's easier to get the stuff. You know, I mean, it's Tennessee, so you're, you're able to kind of kind of live in a different world. Yeah. Uh, you're able to get it. Yeah. I mean, you're able to get away with it. So you sending me pictures and videos of him like hammering out this like copper still and trying to, I don't know how successful he was because I don't think he ever sent me any of his own. I think it was just a fun, like as a man Thing building something, like I'll see if I can build a still. And I was like, ah, this sucks. Like, but he and, tried. He tried. He tried. Uh, and I'm going down the street and buying some bourbon. <laughs> um, yeah. In New York, if you were to even like purchase the stuff online, I think you'd get rolled up by the ATF. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Or if you try to like, if you get the, the stuff and started making it and someone found out, I think it's a felony. Wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's, yeah, it's pretty rough to even, like, you think, like, it's a thought crime here. In New York State, like, off, just talking about it, I bet you someone's listening right now. ATF's going to bust down our door any minute. And you are going to jail. Are they, do they, do they, hey, ATF. <laughs> do they got to say the whole thing? What is that? Yeah, you're like, what does that stand for? <laughs> it's the ATF. <laughs> Yeah, go away. We don't want any. What does ATF do? Oh, assholes take firearms? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Alcohol. Hey, hey, Jim, what's the tea? Tobacco. <laughs> right. What we really want is the firearms. Firewater. So, so <clears throat> you have a couple famous moonshiners that you mentioned here. Um, Let's see. Some of our famous moonshiners. Well, first, you know, I did the Google search on the interwebs, and every time you type in, like, famous moonshiners, it's like the same group shows up, and the vast majority of them are mobsters. Yeah, well, they weren't involved with the moonshining. They were involved with running it and protecting the moonshiners. Well, you don't yes. hear about the moonshiners. They're not but... the ones making it. Right. right. It's like, kind of like we said earlier, it's like very elusive. You don't know who they are because they didn't care. They didn't want to be a part of that. They wanted, like, some of them didn't really care about the money. They just wanted to make it. They wanted to make people happy. Yeah, and they wanted to drink it. They're like, screw it. If yeah, I, like, I'll this was life. This was a thing that was passed down from generation to generation, and like this is this is the family secret. We make this. This is what this is what we live off of. They weren't wealthy people. They just they they wanted to produce. So on these lists, it's like Al Capone and Nucky Johnson are like the two most famous people that come show up every single time, and along with all the other mobsters. Yeah, you associate them with moonshine only because they were big on on protecting the moonshiners. Yeah. <laughs> D- Dave's got a pen. And he's Playing just, with a he's pen? He's literally bouncing it across the table like a child. And you can probably hear it in the background. Hear that? It's okay, like, like when we had your son on last week and you yelled at him. <laughs> you hit him in front of me. said, Shh. stop screwing around. Shh. Don't move. Don't I hit the table. I didn't hit him. I aggressively 
stroked him. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I don't, hit, I don't hit my kids. I'm just kidding. I don't yeah, I'm just kidding. kidding. <clears throat> All right, so uh, a couple guys that did come up, and it, this is a whole other episode. Mm-hmm. Will McCoy, who was a famous rum runner. So, again, not a moonshiner. Didn't he, but, like, build the ships and stuff? So he was the guy that built ships, and he would go and pick up the booze from, like, the Caribbean and Europe. And then when he got... I think he got caught a few times, and mm-hmm. then he realized, like, hey, if I stay in international waters and dump out a lot of the booze and just float it over, mm-hmm. and I think he produced, like, kind of like an island or something where he could transport the stuff. And um, Oh, wait, he's so, the one you talked about the last podcast, threw it overboard and yeah. let the barrel float to shore, and that yep. guys grabbed him off to and shore. So the stuff that you got <clears> from him <throat> were the good stuff, and so that was formerly known as the real McCoy. <gasps> so like, oh, you got rum from, you know... From the Caribbean. Oh, is that the real McCoy? Oh. And that's where that term comes from. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I like that. So, uh, yeah, another guy was uh, Junior Johnson, who was a driver. So he started, like, early. Like, he was in his early, t- I think he was, like, 14 when he started driving, of course, probably in the, the country. Mm-hmm. And he was well known for, um, what, what's the term? So, uh getting chased by cops and stuff and outrunning them. Which and some of the he, early versions of race cars came from, right? Yeah, so he got known for doing, uh, like, drifting and doing, like, a really cool U-turn to outrun the cops. Mm-hmm. And as professional race car racing started to become formed, he was, like, one of those racers. Because he was um, already driving like that. Yeah, along with uh, another guy, Lee Petty, was another one, and they both end up being NASCAR racers. No shit. And I think Lee Petty is one of the... Lee like, Petty, Richard Petty, Kyle Petty. I think they're all probably the same family. Oh, I don't know. I didn't look that up. I don't really know anything. I've, I've never really gotten a NASCAR, but they you know, they were famous people in NASCAR history. I think that would be a cool episode in the future at some point. We just talk about race, like race car stuff, because it mm-hmm. all stems from moonshining. <clears throat> You know, well, just, cool. uh, I was uh, the uh, the Earnharts uh, also took a big interest in like the rum running, the moonshining, like the history of the moonshining. Well, that's what all their that's where NASCAR comes from. Dale Earnhardt was very big into that kind of thing, as and they he, should. He actually wanted to. He was trying at the time to uh, you know he was racing. He was trying to uh, like create like a like a rum running pathway, kind of like a, like a trail, like a you know rum runner trail that. NASCAR oh, racers okay. could yeah, actually yeah. drive, and uh, I mean, what is that where they I guess he was drive making, across the country? Yeah, like a tour to whatever. But yeah. he was making big plans for that, and then that hit a wall. So, <laughs> total damage. Oh, Sorry, man. I built that all up oh, just for you. Did <laughs> wow. Had this whole plan, then he hit a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Well, uh, should we? Uh... Hey, Hans off that one. Get it? No. It was the Hans device, the, the one that he didn't, wouldn't wear. Oh, which yeah. Which is why I got killed. Really? Yeah. He is that to protect his head? Or the neck? Hans device holds your head and neck and st- so you don't get, and when he crashed into the wall, he refused to use the Hans device and broke his neck. That's how he died. So he refused to use it as he was ha- crashing into the wall? He, he refused. He's like, I'm not going to put it on. He's like, oh, I'm not using it. He <laughs> took it off as he was going to the wall. I guess when he hit the wall, because he wasn't using the device, I don't know if he had severe head trauma or broken it, whatever, but that's why he got killed. He was like, Hans! Right? <laughs> Anybody else wouldn't have gotten killed using that safety device. Or, or so they say. I think he really was know. relatively new at the time. Like, the device was new, so he's like, I'm not using that. It's bullshit. It's too constrictive, and I don't yeah. want it. And well, probably 
Yeah, when you're used to just rattling around. Yeah. It's like, I'm not wearing a cup. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, God, my nuts. You know, that's... Oh, that cup? Usually you survive that one, though. Yeah. Go on. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about the uh, Big Dick Hero of the Week. Yes. My dick like the Mississippi River. My dick ass your bitch was for dinner. Yeah, yeah. Really big dick. The size of a dick does matter. Wow. Oh, here it comes. Size Duck. Oh, no. Duck. Oh, God, again. I didn't even see it coming. I thought you said dick. <laughs> Duck, duck, what? Oh, go on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, not that. Not again. Who is our big hero of the week? It is Marvin Popcorn Sutton. <gasps> Let me tell you a story about a friend of mine. Like, we didn't know that. Where did you find that? I, from the interwebs. interwebs? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't yeah. know there was a song about him. See? I mean, that says it all. If you have a, I mean, you got a song written after you. Oh, absolutely. You're done. By a Where hot, do you go from there? By a hot country chick who can't sing. You, you've made the big time. Well, all I got to do is this. Yeah. <laughs> I got to make your mouth look like this. I know a guy named Steve <laughs> and he like to drink the, the, the moonshine. Oh, there, that's awesome. Oh, that's awful. It's going to be a hit. That's not going to put a little no. banjo behind it. I'm good to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little slide. Was that a slide thing? Yeah, the little <laughs> slide. <laughs> Hot July moon. <laughs> <laughs> Sweaty mosquito eating balls. Come <laughs> on. I'm just visualizing a nutsack. It's all glistening, full of mosquito bumps. Just because the mosquitoes are just feeding on it and sucking all the blood out. You ever bleed to death through your scrotum? Uh huh. We in the heartland of Tennessee. You know uh, what? was that show? Naked and Afraid. Oh Jesus! That is like the number one reason why they leave. They can't make it through the whole what forty days or whatever. Bugs? It's the bugs. Yep. Everyone's like, I'm going to bring a knife. I'll bring a water purifier. I'm like, I'm bringing bug spray. <laughs> like a bug net. That and the fact that they're naked and like. Afraid. Like, hey, you think uh, mom and Laney are keeping you warm and you all? I think, uh, think they, you know, like. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, would you. Ugh. Would you. I mean. <clears throat> I mean, if you're. You think ever it's like, you know. If everyone's. Well, if it's like, I'm keeping her warm. It's like. <laughs> are they too tired like dehydrated i don't know it's like what if you just don't say anything just there it goes cameraman well they give you the like the night vision one you got to like record your nights yourself so if you record yourself from the face up yeah i mean you could just not record it it's like she's like i'm so cold you're like oh me too <laughs> it's it's like is it does it count anyway <laughs> Popcorn, <laughs> we like start talking about <laughs> naked nuts, <and> bugs and shit. <laughs> it was know. the bugs. Yeah, it was the bugs. It was the country music, the bugs, <laughs> naked afraid, bleeding scrotums, <laughs> bleeding scrotums, <laughs> and somehow popcorn sun. Popcorn sun <laughs> came into play. Yeah, tell us about popcorn. So sun, popcorn Steve. is known as one of America's most famous or infamous moonshiners. So all the searches, you know, I googled a billion times this past week. Okay. Like, you know, top moonshiners or whatever. America's moonshiner. About every list he was number one on. Really? He is like the most famous. Hmm. As I said a million times, like there's just no other names out there. I couldn't find anybody. 
that was a moonshiner. Hmm. So Popcorn Sutton is a legend of legend. So his his history, North Carolina, he was born. Um, and then he made his living in the nearby Coke County, Tennessee, which is part of the Appalachian Mountains. Oh, boy. Yeah. Where the men are men and the sheep are scared. Do they have sheep there? Oh, not yeah. anymore. <laughs> Ooh, some got some some naked businessman from Milwaukee in a cage somewhere like. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so popcorn was an Irish Scottish American descendant from a long line of moonshiners, hmm. which he considered the production of moonshine a legitimate and necessary part of his heritage. That Irish was like Scottish, he was, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was that was the typical makeup of that area. Um. In the Appalachian Mountains, they were, you know, Scottish, Irish. I think a lot of them moved because of the potato famine. So these were like hardened, tough people. And they moved to a very difficult, like uh, the Hatfield and McCoys. Mm-hmm. Kind of think of that. Okay. Like these were tough people. They were stubborn, but they they could make it on their own. You know, well, they, they were knew like, how to live off the land. They I definitely mean, knew how they to live off the They were like, uh, what's his name? Um, New York, New York. You can make it here. You can make it anywhere. Yeah. I was like, have you been to West Virginia? Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially if you're connected to the mob, you can make it there. Yeah. So uh, so throughout his years of making moonshine, he became a star on mul- uh, by being a, in in multiple documentaries. Uh, like the one of them was the Moonshiners TV show. Oh, yeah. So like he Discovery was, or something it was on. Yeah, yeah. It was, I don't know, whatever. The stupid at Hulu. I don't know. Who, Peacock. I watched Netflix. it. I watched like one or two episodes, and the, and the, the dude was like the alligator guy, and I was like, I can't. I watch watched it. like the like, earlier shoot, shoot ones. The gator, shoot the gator, let me shoot the gator. That's that's all I could think of. I I tried watching a newer episode, and just it's not the same. It's like, no. like the first couple seasons when popcorn was in it, it was it was good because like all right, we're gonna give you a visualization of this guy, old, gray haired, skinny, overalls, long long. Beard with like that mountain dialect, mm-hmm. like, like barely English. Just you know, gun on the side, banjo music playing, like just didn't give a crap about anybody. But was like, if you were his friend and you were coming to him to get his product, you were like family. Mm-hmm. But if you weren't, it would shoot you on the spot. Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah, he's one of those guys. Mm. So uh, part of his fame was because he made numerous self-made videos. Okay. They probably weren't great. 90s, early 2000s. Grainy. Yeah, like and how could you East understand? Tennessee. It's like, you gotta watch this video. It tells you exactly how it makes his moonshine. What do you have to tell me? Come on in. What the fuck is he saying? So he wrote a lot of it down because of that. I think he made like a, his own autobiography. In his which, own language? Yeah. Uh, so I looked at a few pages of it, uh-huh. handwritten, uh, literate for the most part. Mm-hmm. Phonetically. But, yeah, he was a phonetic speller. Mm-hmm. So like liquor, he Uh-oh. spelt it. Non-dyslexic what? version. Please. Okay, I told Dave earlier, and it was completely <laughs> dyslexic. L i k k e r liquor liquor place of origin the front <laughs> as opposed to <clears throat> poker 
in the rear. <laughs> Can you uh, put it in a sentence? Uh, liquor in the front, poker in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> liquor. Oh, man. Liquor. Also known as Mountain Dew. <laughs> or we'll take Moonshine. We'll t- or Shine for short. For 300, please, Alex. Go get your shine box. So his whole thing mm-hmm. was that he just had a lifelong passion of the craft of moonshining. He wanted to make it. He wanted to distribute it. He wanted people to drink it. He was known for saying, I made all kinds of shine. I made shine for fighting. I made shine for loving. I made shine for celebrating. Like he just had, he made it all. And he just wanted to pass this on to generation after generation. So he started to write stuff down. And this kind of goes against the grain. Because most of them, you never hear anything. You ne- they never disclose yeah. anything. You don't hear their recipes. You don't hear anything about he that. He appeared on numerous documentaries, and he wasn't afraid of that. And because of that, he got rolled up quite a few times, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, And I kind of wonder that watching the show. I'm like, they have TV crews following them around all day, yeah. showing where their stills are, and they're supposed to be all hidden and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've, I actually saw a recent episode where the, the feds, like they opened up the garage door, and there was a you know, the sheriff standing there. Like, what are you doing? And it was right before they started producing. So mm-hmm. they had all the, the barrels of wheat and stuff. And they're like, oh, oh we're just, uh, you know, just, just making bread. <laughs> we're making bread for wintertime. Yeah, then, you know, they got the overalls and stuff. And they're, you know, playing in the water. You know, they got they got a shop right next to the the, the creek. Oh my God. Like, that's pretty obvious, guys. <laughs> we know what you're doing. They're like, oh, good thing you didn't come here an hour later. <laughs> like, they're just not smart. Oh, God. <laughs> so... Yeah, Popcorn got rolled up quite a few times. He had multiple convictions against him. Uh, Ultimately, his last arrest led, this is interesting, led by the ATF agent Jim Cannonaw. So who was like the lead or one of the guys in Waco, right? Waco. So he was one of the guys that effed that up. One's the ones that responsible for burning places. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Killing a whole bunch of people. Have you seen that? uh, I saw the documentary on it. Wasn't it great? Yeah, it it was very interesting. Huh. So, so yeah, uh, he was sentenced, uh, oh, I wrote 18 years. He was sentenced 18 months. Of house arrest. House right? arrest. Originally, it was going to be like 24 months of jail time, but I think he had a touch of the cancer, mm-hmm. and he was in his like early 60s, so he wasn't super old, but he looked like he was like 140. Oh, yeah. Um, Pickled. Yeah. Um, so he was, uh, I guess it's they, the, the town or the public, sent out multiple petitions to the judge and the request to reduce or commute his sentence. And mm-hmm. yeah, the like, judge, don't, don't erase my, don't arrest my dealer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the community as a whole, like kind of stood behind him. Mm-hmm. The judge was like, Oh, well he was caught with like a illegal guns and like in the videos, like there's like AKs and stuff <laughs> and like, like an arsonry. Are those yours? Ar- nah. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, oh, yeah, he was also already on probation from his mm. last arrest. So so he reduced it to 18 months and put him under house arrest. So a year later, uh, 2009, Popcorn took his own life. <laughs> oh, so much for passing on a tradition. <laughs> so uh, he uh, hopped into his truck, known as the Three Jug Truck, because he... Hey, traded, traded three jugs, three of jugs of moonshine for the truck. That's awesome. It was like one of those old, like cool looking Ford trucks. Oh man! And uh, he told his family right prior to this, uh, prior to a suicide, he said the strength to die the way he lived, according to his own wishes and no one else's. So he basically, 
it sounded more like a cancer thing, not so much because it was house arrest. It's not like they were taking him away, locking away the key. Right. He was. Uh, he was. He probably figured I'm not going to waste away. He was and, more than halfway through his sentence and house arrest. He was probably miserable, mm-hmm. as we all can feel for you know being stuck at our homes. Yeah. Uh, he was just like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to die eventually, and I'm not going to let the disease kill me. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it myself. So he actually, he's posed in front of pictures. He most had, in, most most interesting point. Most interesting there's two interesting points. That we found. In his like living room, he had in, his casket. His own his own coffin. He's he was like, oh, yeah, there it is. And they're going to throw me in like a wooden box. Posed for pictures in front of it. Yeah. And then he had the footstone, like the, like the stone piece that goes in your grave engraved saying popcorn said fuck you <laughs> that right there <laughs> look is are like you kidding me the the ultimate the quintessential last word <laughs> i mean that's that's him in a nutshell really. oh that's awesome that so is he awesome. went down on his own terms and you know um shortly after his death like a year later hank williams jr partnered with popcorn's widow uh, to distill and distribute his brand of whiskey named after him, obviously, Popcorn Sutton's Tennessee White Whiskey is what we're drinking here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was made because he was well known for saying that his whiskey was too good for a mason jar. Okay. I don't know what he originally sold it in, mm-hmm. probably in mason jars, but I think if he's like, hey, someday if I you know become legit, which he didn't want to, um, you know, I want it in a fancy jar. So they bottled it in like a fancy black square bottle like with his name on it in white writing guess what it looked like it looks like jack daniels it looked exactly like jack daniels oh no and so a couple of years later jd picked up on that and filed a lawsuit and ultimately you know they probably got squished from that figures so the year after that they moved their distillery to newport tennessee which is where they made this bottle of popcorn sutton white whiskey which is in a mason jar funny enough uh, but I guess you know they didn't really have too much, Ooh. too many ways around that. Um, shortly after that, they picked up a master distiller from George Dickel, and then the master distiller bought a bunch of his staff, and then eventually they sold out to the Sazerac Company, which you know owns Buffalo owns Trace. Yeah. yeah, and so we haven't seen his product produce, either his recipe or under his name. We just we haven't seen just it stopped. Yeah, so since 2016, so it's been been six years that's, i'm waiting that is so if anyone from the sazerac company is listening they're making something out of the distillery can't they make a few bottles of this yeah, here right. and there oh, shit make it a limited delicious re- limited release or something this is some sweet ass moonshine yeah i enjoy it polly wants your mama's sweet ass oh yeah <laughs> of course you did of course you did <laughs> why wouldn't you <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. That was fun. Yeah, that's it for our moonshine. A little over an hour. Learned a lot about moonshine. Learned what we didn't like. Uh, oh. But uh, the White Dog, Buffalo Trace, this this Popcorn Suns, I've never had it. It's it's awesome. The White Dog, not bad, but very yeasty. This Popcorn Suns. Popcorn Suns, just drinkable. What I would expect if I were to go down to Tennessee and step upon some moonshiner in the woods, huh, say, hey, can I have some? I'd expect this is what it would taste like. Yeah. And it's if you take Pretty a trip exciting. to Tennessee, a lot of their products are versions of whiskey. I think it's like Old Smoky is mm-hmm. one of their brands, and there's like Sugarland, and there's a couple other ones, mm-hmm. and just mason jars down the shelf of every flavor you could possibly think of. Oh man, you can get pickled flavor. 
Oh, I've seen that. Cotton candy and raspberry. Apple. Apple's a big one. Peach. All kinds. Yeah. You can get the cherries and... If it's done right, it's fantastic. Yeah. If it's not done right, it can be it's too, too sweet. sicky sweet. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You get these people that add like the syrups and stuff in there. It's not cool. Anyway. No, thank you. Moving on. You think it's time? It's time. I think it's, it's time, time David. Polly wants your mama's... Oh, oh. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> Polly want what? Polly wants your mama's sweet ass. Oh, yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> she can have Come it. Come on, get it. She can have it. My, my mom my mom done so her purpose. Are we going down like this whole like backwoods East Tennessee thing? No, but that's probably where we're going. Use the only ten I see. Let's get out of here. It's time to go, folks. It's time to put that whiskey in a jarro. In a jarro, whiskey o in a jarro. So look for us on the interwebs. Uh, Tic Tac face page. Yep. Instagrams, Uh, Instagrams. uh, Whiskey guys live at gmail.com. You ain't gonna email us. It don't matter. Yeah, no matter. I'll tell you. No anyway, matter. No. I don't care. Uh, but uh, come back here. Follow us wherever you want to follow us. You won't. But anyway, what are we doing next? We're not going to talk about prohibition anymore. We're done. Uh, we're going to take a week off, and then I believe Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby, yes. which is in two or three weeks. I don't know. We'll set the time. We may do something before. Maybe not. I don't know. Yep, we'll, we'll figure see. it out. But in the meantime, love you. Mean to bye. Peace, love, and grace. <laughs>